0: Hello and welcome to a little slice of Fancast Extra. Now, Wolves fans aren't obviously just in Wolverhampton, of course, they're all over the country and all over the world. But what is it like being a Wolves fan in another part of the world? How do you become a Wolves fan if you hadn't been a Wolves fan originally? And if you were a Wolves fan from birth and yet you now live abroad, what is it like following your team in another part of the world where you perhaps need to get up at? The stupid o'clock just to follow wolves. Well, fancast listener Jamie Taylor wanted to find out these questions as well, and he put together these interviews for us, which explore these questions with other wolves fans from across the world. So enjoy.
1: Football is usually a local thing. You support the team you grew up nearest to, and you're only ever a short up on the bus from the ground. But life, for whatever reason, can have us living quite far away from our beloved club. So what's it really like to be a fan when every game feels like an away game? I'm Jamie, a Wolves fan who lives and works in Leicester. It's not too far for me to travel to a home game, but it does add a fair amount of time to every trip to Molyneux. On one of my many trips across the Midlands to see the Wolves, I wondered what other fans from far-flung locations experienced. So I thought I'd chat to a few and share their stories.
2: I'm Paul Lappage. I'm a Wolves fan originally from Sedgley, and uh, now residing in Houston, Texas. My reasons for moving were, were personal. My wife was born and bred in the city that we live. We're about 30 miles south of Houston. So when we we're uh, deciding on kind of which side of the pond to settle, she'd have struggled with the, the cold English uh, winters. Whereas, yeah, when you get the opportunity over here to be out in the yard grilling for Thanksgiving in November in your shorts you know yeah I can I can handle that you know
1: Paul Run's community called Houston Wolves which I wanted to know a little bit more about
2: it really grew from kind of social media couple of the blog sites couple of the fans forums there's an active USA Facebook group for, uh, for Wolves fans so from there it highlighted who was in the kind of the neighbourhood and come along we're in such a a soccer hotbed you know in terms of Houston we're, we're very multicultural as a city that's a huge benefit when, when you get people from across the world who support their teams and they keep up that fandom within the city as well there's a, a vast number of of soccer leagues as well kind of who, people who play uh, Uh, amateur players and all that good stuff we have a an mls franchise here the houston dynamo the houston dash is the women's team so again that just goes to show that that soccer is a big uh, big sport for for houston so yeah having that exposure in the premier league and encouraging those who are here already that may be kind of casual fans of the game and then if they start coming and, and watching with us you know they become fans of the club
1: I mean, what would you say the biggest length you've gone personally to to keep track of a game? Right? Have you ever had any situations where it's three o'clock in the morning and there's a game on? I think the earliest
2: start we had uh, this season was the six a.m. Uh, our time foot for blues. That was an early start, but thankfully it was a it was a Sunday morning and everything. Um, and I personally, I can kind of. Uh, yeah, admit to being very strategic in arranging some meetings for work uh, during the week that ha- would have kind of a convenient <laughs> 90 minute kind of to two hour break kind of in the middle of two and, and things like that so yeah there's, there's ways and means that we can uh, we can stay in touch and either listen or watch for sure
1: Have you ever had to say convince an unsuspecting barman to put this random soccer game on from all the way over and he, you just had to explain to him exactly why it's so important to you at this
2: minute a couple of times especially when i've been uh out of town and and visiting kind of a different different part of the state and yeah you try you try and catch these games and uh yeah with it being often when you when you can stream it off your laptop it it was even a case of saying look I, i can plug my laptop in and i've got an hdmi and just set me up at a table and uh bring me some food and a beer and away i go like i'll be i'll be just as happy but uh yeah, yeah, it's kind of, you know where to go in terms of the bars that are conducive to sport watching and everything, so 99% of the time they're at like fantastically accommodating for sure.
1: Now Houston's a huge distance away from Wolverhampton, so understandably, Paul doesn't get to come over that often. However, I did have a chance to speak to a Wolves fan who's still abroad, but close enough to home to pay the occasional visit.
0: My name is Nick and I'm born and bred in Bilston and Wolverhampton and I'm now living out here in Spain, still an ardenter Wolves fan as I ever was. For 30 years in the UK I was a policeman. One of my jobs was I used to be the PC that stood at the end of the tunnel at Molyneux, which is the best job in the world for a Wolves fan. I get home whenever I can to see a match. My last match was actually the Villa home match this season. I landed at the airport, I was picked up at the airport, went straight to Oxley Park Golf Club, just down the road, played 18 holes with Jeff Palmer, then walked straight to the Molyneux and watched the match with my nephew and stayed, stayed in town drinking all night because it was such a great day. And then I flew home the next day. I, I
1: came back the next day, but that's uh, that's the kind of thing
0: that uh, you got to do when you're support wolves living abroad and you can make it home for a match.
1: Have you ever had someone say, oh, come round on this weekend or this weekend or whatnot, and you've looked sort of a couple of months ahead in the fixtures calendar and said, actually, you know what? Could, could you maybe do, say, the third weekend from that? <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, looked at it and said, hey, can we make it the following week?" And then you make up some kind of excuse. But then I support Wolves so well that they know exactly why I'm doing it. So yeah, that's what yeah, that's what happens. But but you get, again, people say to me, "Do you miss anything from England?" And I will say, "I miss my daughter, my my dad, my my family, but more, more than anything, I miss going to the match on Saturday with my dad."
1: I wanted to know if Nick had any fun stories about supporting Wolves from abroad.
0: There was an episode of a, a TV program called The Likely Lads when they tried to avoid watching the score for an England match because they are going to watch it on TV. Well, a similar thing happened to me the night of the Cardiff match. I was working, and I was working at a really top restaurant, and the match was on. So I had to avoid the score as much as I could because I wanted to watch the match. When I got home at 1 in the morning, I was going to put Sky on catch-up, and I was just going to watch it from start. But a lot of people on the coast know I'm a Wolves fan, so I had to make a little sign which said, please don't tell me the score and I had to put it on my speak- on one of my speakers so all of the audience could see it. I then had to switch my phone off completely so I got no tweets, I got no messages or anything like that and I had to keep myself in isolation and I had to work singing till midnight then I had to j- pack all myself away, jump in the car, drive home and I managed to avoid the score and then I managed to open a bottle of wine, stick the TV on at one in the morning and watch the match on catch up as if it was live, and I, that was that only happened recently. And uh, everyone thinks I'm mad for doing it, but I just wanted to. I wanted to experience the match. And it's terrible. if I'm working and I'm getting tweets to say, especially if we'd have been losing to Cardiff, I'm getting tweets like that. That would have been terrible. So no, I didn't want it. I wanted to. I wanted to watch it live. So that was a real funny one this year. That was.
1: So far, I've mainly heard from expats. Wolves fans who grew up around the area, supporting the Wolves, and then moved away. But I did manage to chat to someone who's never set foot in the UK, let alone Wolverhampton, about how they found the club and fell in love with it.
3: Hi, my name's Chris Wood, Wolves A Week from Ohio. Story how I became a Wolves fan actually starts with the 2002 World Cup. You know, the you know USA made it pretty far, but you know since it's in Korea, we didn't get games on here at two o'clock, so it didn't start till after that. My friend got me a bootleg copy of FIFA, started playing it. You know, I got a real copy later on, but I noticed I also had it on TV. The Very first game I ever watched was Manu versus Arsenal. It was a game where Sol Campbell punched Ola Gunnar solshire in, in the face. So that got me started watching. You know, I jumped on the Manu bandwagon. As most people do, they you know they try to you know watch the best team in a different league. Then farther down the season, they started talking about promotion and relegation. You know, I've never heard of that because we don't have that here in American sports. I missed the first two legs of the playoffs. I caught the very tail end of the playoff final. You know, Wolves are already three up by then. Matt Murray PK save, very first time I'd ever seen that happen in a football game. That sealed it for me right there. From that moment on, I jumped on the Wolves bandwagon. Fast forward to next season. Wolves played Man U, Kenny Miller, goal. That's, I still say, you know, the playoff finals started it for me, but that, for me, kind of sealed it.
1: So have you ever been to a Wolves game?
3: I've not been to a game yet. Um, I was planning on to a couple of seasons ago, but everything fell through. I actually put sent my application in for my passport yesterday, so I'm planning on coming this next season. Hopefully either in late September, October or early December, depending on how the Premier League schedule pans out because I actually put in for my vacations earlier this year, so hopefully those pan out. From Ohio, um, you'll probably have to go to an East Coast hub, so that's about least two to three hours there. And then from the East Coast over to England, going to probably be about seven hours.
1: Like Paul, who I spoke to earlier, Chris also runs a fairly large Facebook group for local supporters wolves usa he had an interesting story about how it got started
3: there's a uh sunday sunday league team here that play actually plays wolves kits they posted a photo after their little tournament and you know a couple of guys in town actually picked up on it and said like holy crap there's more wolves fans in columbus so i found a guy named brian Kuschbach and a guy named chris rhodes a couple weeks later it was right before the 2011 season started we created wolves usa For the most part, we were, you know, barely over 100 and then a couple, like 300 then once this season started, we ballooned from 300 to almost 1,300.
1: 1,300, that's a fair amount of US fans. And that's a number that's only likely to get bigger. With the club's promotion to the Premier League, their own online media offerings, the Wolves TV platform and the presence of social media, there's never been more ways for Wolves fans across the world to keep up with what's going on at Molyneux. Fans like Paul, Nick and Chris and thousands of others have platforms to watch games, interact with the club and other fans and show their amazing passion and dedication to the Wolves. So as some of us don't get the chance to see the games in person as often as we might like to, we've all got a way to carry on being a part of our big Wolves family and no matter how far away we are, we'll always have a place that we can call home. It's uh, that big gold stadium on Waterloo Road, you know, the one with the best team in the world.
3: Escape your everyday with out-of-this-world action. From the gritty apocalypse of the Walking Dead universe to the cyberpunk realm of The Watch and the criminal underbelly of Gangs of London, AMC Plus is more than entertaining. It's epic. Feel all the chills and thrills with Shudder's halfway to Halloween month. Experience Shudder's biggest month of horror featuring a new season of Creepshow and new movie premieres every week. All available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com.